Whether you're an aspiring music business professional or a seasoned vet, every Thursday, the Music Business Podcast brings you the trends and tactics from some of the world's most innovative minds in music. I'm artist manager and consultant, Jordan Williams. And I'm Sam Heisel, co-founder of the music marketing and content production agency, Knox. We're not teachers. We're entertainment industry professionals, drinkers, wannabe comedians, and most importantly, fans. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Music Business Podcast. Uh, very excited to have our guest on today, Maytab Coder. Uh, Maytab is a, an incredible manager. She runs a company called Good Company Management, and they really focus on actually managing and representing producers and songwriters. So I think this is a really kind of unique angle in today's conversation, given that this is kind of a this is definitely the fuel that the engine the 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 industry largely runs on but this is something that always gets as much light. So I think really hearing about it from her perspective with regards to deal structure, finding and helping uh, set up really awesome collabs, plugging artists, all these different things, um, really, really valuable in this episode. So what do you think, Jordan? Yeah, I think there are some, I think the, the three main things that I kind of got from this episode are three overarching uh, narratives, I would say, is one, leaving a company to start your own business. Um, she was at a fairly good company and decided to leave because she needed a change of pace, which is completely fine, but then ended up crushing it on her own. And I think it's a super inspiring story for people who are thinking of doing the same thing. Um, another thing is side hustles. So, you know, she owns her own company, but she's still an AR consultant. Um, she still does things on the side. And that's obviously something that the music industry is known for, but a lot of people don't get the chance to actually do it. And she does it and she does it super well. And the last thing is, like Sam said, producers and songwriters, you know, producers and songwriters. We haven't really delved as much in, into the careers of specifically just producers, just for songwriters. And when we say that, we mean not necessarily performing artists, not necessarily artists that are going on tours, um, not necessarily artists that are the, the face of uh, the songs that they're on. So it's, it was super awesome to kind of hear about what's expected of a manager um, in a situation where the artist's role isn't always front and center. So for people who are producers uh, or interested in becoming producers uh, that work with, you know, major label artists or people that are songwriters that are interested in the same thing, I think this will be super interesting for them. And it'll also be interesting for their managers. But I think what, what, what makes this episode so important is that when you're a producer and you're a songwriter, if you have some of that, you know, base knowledge, the foundational knowledge on what it's like to, to, uh, you know, negotiate your splits, those sort of things you can manage yourself. And we try to give you the tools to do that. So if you're a songwriter, producer, or manager, songwriter, and producer, if you, if you want to start your own business, or if you're interested in side hustles, you know, all those gems are in this episode. Indeed they are. Facts. Well, without any further ado, let's get into it. Maytav Coder. Hey, Maytav, thanks for coming out. Uh, we really appreciate you virtually coming out. It's been, it's been a crazy year for everybody, so we appreciate you taking the time. Of course. So nice to be here. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I guess, uh, you know, let's get right into it. So I guess first things first, what was like your first big break in the industry in like, in like a minute or two, just so people can kind of get a grasp on how you got here today? Sure. Um, you know, the, I, I started out in publishing, um, my, I guess, I guess the, the, the break bef like of getting into the business was I had an internship at, uh, Atlantic records and I was working for Julie Greenwald, um, which was an experience of itself. Um, she runs Atlantic records currently and, and was at the time and, mm -hmm. um, 
yeah, I was living in New York and, and I did about, I, did, I interned every semester of school, um, really hustled on that front. And, and then, uh, yeah, got out of, got a job offer from primary wave, uh, publishing. Uh, so I started there right, right from school, which was, I was about 21 years old. So what was the position at primary wave? It was, um, it was a, uh, it was like a marketing management hybrid role. Awesome. Uh, Primary Wave is 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 both a publishing a company and management, and they've they've got sort of all all of it together. And I was doing that, and then you know about a year and a half in, I would say I transitioned over to A and R and the publishing side. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, I used to look at um, Julie's interviews actually, the ones that I could find on YouTube because she's so smart. <laughs> so that's awesome that you uh, you worked with her. She's so cool. smart. She she really you know I I for the first time I saw a, a powerful woman you know, in yeah. that position who's, who's so intentional and, and just such a badass in, in all the ways. So it was very inspiring. That's awesome. Um, so I guess also to kind of dive into your career a little more, you manage uh, songwriters and producers, and we haven't had many people who do that on the show yet. So I guess like first things first, what is the difference between, do you think, managing a performing act versus somebody who's kind of behind the boards like songwriters and producers? Sure. I mean, there's, it's, it's really so different. Um, you know, an artist, an artist has so many different, um, revenue streams and so many different things that they do, whether it's on the live side, the touring side, the, the recording, you know, there, there's so many more variables and so many more players that, that are part of that career. And so as a manager, you're sort of the CEO of this company that is the artist so there's there's just many other aspects, PR, you know, many other aspects. Um, and with the writer producer, uh, really, you're just it's just all about the songs and the collaborations. So my job is to you know uh, present opportunities for my clients to be in rooms with artists, with with other producers, with other songwriters to then create music, and then and 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 then part of that is also pitching that music. Um, and, and finding homes for it. So it just, it's, it's definitely more focused, I, I guess. Um, and, 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 you know, the, the, the artist brand is it's, it's, it, there's just so many facets to it. That's awesome. When it comes to like the songwriter process and them kind of working closely with artists, like how much of it is like a songwriter has all these songs written and they're just trying to potentially get songs placed or picked up by artists versus like, a songwriter knows they're going to collaborate with an artist and they converse and really try and dive deep into the stories of an artist to, to kind of really just package that up into its own uh, set of lyrics and, and, and stuff. Yeah, it's, it really, it varies, you know, it depends on what, what project you're involved with. It, it depends on, you know, what your goals are as a producer and songwriter. There's a lot of, you know, producers that, that really prefer to do full, full records and be like an, an artist, uh, sorry, um, an album producer. And so they focus on maybe three projects a year, you know, or maybe even two. Um, and then it, so it, it, I guess it really varies and changes depending on, on what the purpose is and, and what you want to, what you want to do with your career. And, and then there's, you know, a lot of songwriters that have, ha have had a lot of success and most of their success from pitch songs, meaning, you know, they, they write songs by themselves or with other writers. Uh, so there's no artist that's present. Um, and then we, we pitch them to, to label ARs, we pitch them to the artist and, and, you know, you build a whole career from that. So, and, and, you know, obviously there's, there's in most cases, I feel like it's an, it's a nice balance of the two. Um, 
So it, it, yeah, it just, it really depends on the day and on the session and on your goals. What does the A&R process look like for like songwriters and producers? Um, and how do you think that differs from uh, like, you know, touring musicians as well? I mean, obviously a lot of it is down straight to the music, right? Like, do you like, do you like the music? And I think that's a little bit more explicit, right? Cause we can see people who, perform really well on stage. The music may not be there, but you invest in the person because they're great entertainers or vice versa. But I feel like with songwriters and producers, it's like down to the record itself. Is that true? Or is there other things that you look uh, for? Yeah, I, I would say so. I think it, it just, it's your, you know, the sole purpose of the writer and producer is just to make a great record that resonates and, and great music and, and, you know, music that the artist is happy with and music that's going to be able to, to, you know, to, to be marketed out and, and identifies with that artist. And then the artist side is not only it's that also, but then it's also, you know, performing it and selling it on stage and selling it and, and promoting it online and social media. It's just a whole, you know, other, other, other process. And, and they, be, they may be working with that music and promoting that music for a year or more. And, and this songwriter or producer is then moving on to the next thing and making more music. So, yeah, I think, I, again, I think it all goes back to sort of the, the touring and, and on the A&R side, you know, it's, um, I think it's just, it's, 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 it's a longer process, right? You're, you're on the label side, you're, you're setting up artists with, with producers, with writers, they're making music. Then you, you're part of the whole process. You're part of, of, of the roots of the song. And then you're part of mixing and mastering and artwork and, and, and the marketing plan and, and, you know, the PR plan and, and making and coordinating with all the other departments of the label, making sure that everyone loves it and everyone's on board. And it's a constant, you know, sort of like education and the building of, of, you know, self. I, I personally, I haven't worked at a label full time, full on. Um, I, but you know, I obviously understand the, the, you know, the, the ins and outs of it. Right. So another question that's kind of like, um, I've been interested in in wondering about as producers start to kind of like build their own brand. So I I think like 20, 30 years ago, uh, other than like Quincy Jones and, you know, a couple of other people, I think producers were mainly people that kind of stayed behind the boards, helped get the record out. And then kind of in the industry, people knew who they were, but the fans didn't necessarily. Um, I think now with the advent of social media, streaming platforms, you've seen producers become their own brands, even if they're not performing, like, Kenny Beats obviously has a really, really exciting and really popular Twitch channel or like Metro Boomin who releases records and they, you know, top the charts. And the only, the only sound that, that other than the production itself is his tag that relates to him, right? Mm-hmm. When do you think it makes sense for an artist to kind of take a leap and try to expand that brand um, from, you know, kind of living behind the boards to being their own brand and and how do you, I mean, I don't don't really know if you've had these conversations yet, but I'm also wondering how a producer decides to do that in the first place. And if it's, if it's a mix of whether it's right for them or not, or is it always strategic to do it or not? I'm I'm wondering about like kind of the entire thing in your opinion on it, I guess. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know if there's a right, right or wrong answer to that. I think it's such a, it's such a personal thing, you know, I mean, you know, there's, there's producers that just like to be behind the scenes. They, they, they don't even have their real name as part of their producer name. You know, they just, they, that's, 
very behind the scenes, like no, you know, even, even social profile. And then it's, and then there's the opposite of people who are really active and are, you know, verified on Instagram, kind of like artists are and, and build a, build their own brand. And I, you know, neither is, is good or bad. It's just, it's a preference of how you want to position yourself out there. And, and, um, you know, I think, I think as long as you're just doing it with, with the right intention and with the, and, and with the right purpose, then, then it'll come off authentic. And, and I, and, you know, I think that in, in this day and age, like authenticity is the most important. And so I think it really cuts through when, when you don't feel that, you know, that, that it's real and that it's really coming from the heart. Um, and, and it's, it's just, it's all about how, you know, how, how you, how you want to brand yourself and how you want to, what you want, how, you know, how do you want people to find you and, and what's the personality behind it, you know? Right. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. When it comes to that, I mean, some artists and producers are branding themselves and do have big brands. So part of the draw of an artist maybe working and deciding they want to work with the producers, they, they feel like that there might be like some promotional support as a result of working with this producer. In a lot of other cases, there's super talented producers that are making world-class music, but might not necessarily offer the same level of like promotional support. From the artist perspective, what do you tend to see some of the core elements that they're looking at or evaluating when trying to figure out what producers and or songwriters they want to work with? Um, you know, I, I don't know that, I don't know that artists choose a producer based on what, you know, what they're like, what they're, you know, what they're like, uh, positioning is or, or branding is. I think, um, I think it's definitely useful, you know, as a, as a, maybe as a developing artist to work with these, you know, bigger producers to get your name out there and to, you know, sort of create some heat and some, some excitement around the artist project. But I, I, yeah, I, I guess it's, it's, you know, and it's certainly a talking point, you know, if you're going in with Pharrell or if you're going in with, with, you know, Tommy Brown, like, you know, these are, these are big names. And then from there you sort of build, build up, but I, I don't know, you know, I don't know the artists specifically go to a producer for, for the name. You know what I mean? Right. Like, so, I, so I, then I, what, what, then the, the, the question there then is like, what do they go to producers for? Like, what are the core elements that attract an artist to a specific producer or songwriter? Sure. I, I think it's, you know, just what the, the, their previous work, um, I, I would say that's the first, that the first thing, if they don't know of them, then it's, you know, it's like, what, you know, what have they worked on? It's, you know, this producer has produced projects that they're, that they love artists that they love. They, they see some association there. And then it's really, you know, whether you're setting up a call at first or a session, uh, just like an, an introduction, it's just about a connection at the end of the day. I think, I think all the rest is, is, is pretty BS and, and, you know, and like really, it, it, there needs to be some, some real strong connection and, and, and the producer really needs to be able to create a safe space for this artist to, to be personal. And cause you know, at the end of the day, right. songwriting is such a vulnerable process and, right. um, and it's so personal. And so you, you know, you go with a producer when, when they're able to inspire you and create the space and bring ideas over and challenge you and, you know, help you create this, this vision that you have for your project, you know? Right. Right. Absolutely. Um, for people who don't know, what are some common deal structures that you have to deal with, uh, for, for songwriters and producers, um, when you, uh, when you're going through that process after the song's kind of been created already? What kind of deal structure? So 
I guess what I'm negotiating on, on their behalf. And yeah, exactly. Um, well on the, on the writer side, it's pretty simple. It really is uh, publishing split. Um, and then, you know, in some cases it's also, you know, if it, either like vocal, like if there's some background vocals that are staying there, then there's usually a vocal fee. Um, you know, if, if the songwriters are participating on the master side, then there's a royalty fee associated, but, but mostly with songwriters, it's just the publishing split. Um, and then with producers, it's master side, which means, you know, certain points on the, on the record or a percentage of, of the master. Um, and that's, that, that varies between, you know, two to four points, usually three right. to four points. Um, bigger, more established producers maybe get even five or, and, and more and up from that. But usually it's three to four points, um, a publishing split for as, as well for the producer. Um, and then um, whether it's, you know, whether that that uh, amount and then a fee, obviously, but if that fee is recoupable, you know, that the, and then and then there's a lot of other like bits and pieces that the lawyers deal with. But basically it's a fee and it's a percentage and it's publishing. Right. So when you're managing songwriters or producers, is the goal to get them as big of a piece of the pie as possible or, or get them a fair piece of the pie? No, f- just a fair piece of the pie. <laughs> I, mean, I, I think I think you're, you know, everyone you're dealing with, you're going to deal with again. So right. it's just about being a team player and like, you know, asking for what's fair. And, and, and if they feel like it's not fair, then it's all up for negotiation. I always say like, you know, if my client is like, uh, maybe we shouldn't ask for that much. I'm like, listen, we, 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 it's all up for negotiation. I'm, I will always hear the other person out. And if I think it's fair, we'll, you know, we'll talk it through, we'll explain, but yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, that makes total sense. I used to manage a producer and it was, um, I used to have like analysis paralysis when I started because I didn't know, I didn't know the answer to that question. <laughs> so, so, so it was like, all right, this producer has worked with this, uh, you know, sort of major artist. It's obviously great for their career. Um, you know, how should I be approaching this? And I, and like you're saying, I don't think it has to be so difficult to think about. It's, 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 it, if you walk away from the situation, is your artist being treated fairly or not? Is good enough in most situations? Totally. Awesome. Um, so what has it been like for you? I, I know you have a couple acts you're currently developing. Um, Haley Jean Penner, I guess from like discovery to what she's doing right now, what, what did that process look like from discovering her, signing her, and then kind of helping her, uh, you know, navigate her career? Yeah. Haley, um, she, man, she's the, you know, she's part of the reason I started my own business. She was my first client. Um, I, I found her through a friend of mine. Um, actually an artist that I was managing at the time. Um, and what's really interesting about Haley is when I met her and when I understood what, who she is, what she is, what she can be in the room, the type of role model that she is and in the room with especially young females, um, I saw this immense potential that wasn't, that wasn't being tapped. You know, I, she was, she was, she was stuck in a, in a pretty, pretty toxic deal publishing deal she was signed um as an artist to universal canada to deal or at the time um and we got her out of that deal we got her out of both deals actually and 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 she became this you know this 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 free writer and she she and and we tapped into all these opportunities that, that she should have been in all these rooms that she should have been in for years you know and i think i think that's a that's a real it's really about having the team. And so when I, when we found each other, it was such a connection and, and 
you know, since then she's put, you know, she's put out music successfully on her own, um, while owning her masters. We, we put it out through AWOL. She wrote a book, um, which is a whole other career path. Um, and she wrote a memoir, which, you know, is a huge deal for her. And now we're, we're, we're sort of, we're putting together a pilot, um, to make it a TV series. So we've just expanded her business and, and we've really created a sustainable, sustainable business behind her. So, um, you know, we're very proud. So you just mentioned that she's written a book. She's working on a pilot. What is it like when you when you expand your scope as a manager to those things, especially if you're not directly directly in that field? Yeah, it's 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 the best. I mean, I'm I just to have the opportunity to learn about that space, to learn about the book space and the film space and how it works. I mean, you know, I I I can't say that I'm I'm an expert in any of those fields, and and that's when I bring other people into the team. You know, she has she has a book agent that then got her the the you know uh, the book publisher, and they deal with that, and I you know and I deal with 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 my stuff, and I still oversee it all, but but really there's experts in 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 those areas, and so I just get to sit back and learn, you know, learn from them and contribute where I can, and then you know, put, and then, and relate it to her music career. And like, how do we, we, so with this memoir that came out, we actually put out her album at the same time and, and certain, certain um, songs were combined with certain chapters. So we put this, it, it was just very, very, um, um, what do you call it? You know, it, it, it was a package. It was a package it's deal. Cohesive. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, 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 and so that opportunity for me to, to do that, you know, and having this other component of, of her book is, is just, it's so exciting. Awesome. Um, I'm also kind of wondering, I usually ask managers this, especially because I used to be a manager um, and I definitely was on one side versus the other, but how creative do you get with your clients? I mean, I know, I know managers who, you know, they bounce everything off of their clients or the other way around, artists bounce everything off of their managers they get into the weeds of what the song sounds like, if it's good enough to put out, kind of doubling as an a at the same time. And I also know of managers who just serve as, as, as more like business managers, where they, they, they more so make sure that the business is run from the top down in an efficient way. And they are providing those opportunities for the artist, but the artist does what the artist does and the manager does what the manager does. And it's a little bit more explicitly from one side, uh, on one side versus the other. Where do you think you sit? I really think it's in the middle. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't have the, the, the technical, like real technical skills um, to, to say, hey, like this hi-hat here. And, you know, so, but, but I also am not just the, just the business manager or just the like, you know, sort of consulting on the business side. It, it really is, you know, the type of, cr- the way that I get creative with them is talking about strategy. Like what are our mm-hmm. goals? How do we accomplish those goals? If if we you know if if we missed here or 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 this opportunity didn't did, you know didn't uh, didn't happen or um, so so how do we adjust and and what should we do differently? And so that's where I feel I'm actually uh, you know super creative and like right. and, and and making them think outside the box and 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 just thinking of other opportunities for exposure you know and for and and other than just setting up sessions like how do we get you know. The, the producer connections, like let's get beats over to this producer who's working on this project, you know, like how, like, how do we, how yeah, do we, can you actually uh, explain like double down exactly on that point? Like out, outside of the matchmaking part, what is the strategy like for producers and songwriters and how do you approach it, especially when you're talking to an artist? 
Yeah. So, I mean, you know, first off it's relationships. It's all about mm-hmm. relationships as we know in, in, in most industries, but especially this, because you're, you know, you're writing songs and it's so personal and, and, you know, you, you, a lot of artists want to have these, these core, these core people, uh, uh, you right. know, in their teams. And, and so some artists only work with two, three, you know, songwriters or producers. So I think, you know, I think being really strategic with, um, the type of rooms we want to be in and the type of artists that my, my clients want to want to be working with. And then, you know, you know, understanding like, okay, so there's this, this is big project here and, and we're not, we're not, maybe we won't get the session with that artist, but who's the producer that is really close to that, to that project, you know, and how do we maybe send some ideas over, send some loops send some starters and some beats like, you know, and, and then getting a play. I mean, a lot of producers get placements and, and some of my producers have gotten many placements of just sending, you know, sending loops and starters and, and, and beats to other producers. Um, so that's definitely one, one place that we focus on, um, you know, with Haley, she is so good at nurturing, um, and, and, and sort of being this, this musical midwife in a way to, to, to these young girls mm-hmm. that are starting out in the business or, or really need to have like a, like a, like an older sister in a safe place. And so, you know, we, 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 we look at, we look at who those artists are and who Haley, you know, believes in and, and wants to, to, to be behind. And then we set up meetings without, without, mm. questions. we just like grab mm. a coffee, you know, just, just connect, just talk about life and see if there's a mm-hmm. real there's a real thing there that you can, that you can build on, you know, and then the songs will come. Right. Makes a lot of sense. From a songwriting perspective, what do you feel are some of the key elements that separate like good songs uh, from great songs from like the actual lyric perspective? And I know there's no like silver bullet to hit record, but we'd be curious. I, you know, I hear so many, I hear so many songs that, um, that are just, really surface level lyrically, but, but are just, they, they make it, you know, and, and they, and they end up being hit records. And I think, um, I, I, there's no, there's no magic to it. You know, I, I think, I think melodically it just, it has to be really unique. It has to like make you feel something. And, um, and, and I would say lyrically and melodically, it's, it's just as equal and just as important. You know, a lot of people say like, I'm a lyric guy, I'm a melody guy. Like I, I think they're both equal and, right. and, and it just, it, it transcends something and it, and it, and it, you know, and, and figurates this, this feeling that, that, that makes, you know, whether it makes you cry or make you, makes you all, you know, what, whatever emotion is coming out. I, I see that as like that did something, you know? Right. Yeah, I actually was thinking about what makes my like I was I was kind of like critiquing my taste recently where I was like, why? I was looking at my Spotify wrapped and I was like, why do these songs hit more than other songs? Because I've never really thought about that myself. And um, interestingly enough, I think my taste revolves around if I can make memories to that to their to their music or to that song, um, because all of my favorite songs align with some sort of memory in my life. So. I was thinking specifically of like a Big Sean song called Memories I listened to in high school. And, and obviously that song isn't like too lyrically captivating or anything like that. But I think the ones that can align with what people are doing on a day-to-day basis and kind of play a role in people's lives, um, I think I think it's not just important for me, but it's important for a lot of people. Like, do you listen to this song when you're tired? Do you listen to this song at the gym? Do you listen to this song when you're sad? Just like you're saying, is it does it is it does it align with an emotion that that when when you are feeling that do you listen to that song? I think those end up being 
you know, people's like favorite songs, you know. Totally. And, and it, 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 you know, it instigates a memory or a feeling or an emotion or it takes you back to a time or it's a song that you, you know, heard just right after breakup or like, you know, it, it relates to you in some deep level. And, and I think that's just the beauty behind music because, you know, we, we, I mean, weddings and, and, and all these emotional moments in our lives that mean the most, there's some sort of soundtrack behind that, you know? Yeah. And I think exactly. that that's just like, I, I can't believe I, I still, I mean, and I'm so grateful that, that I get to do this for a living, you know, and that, that it, I really, I, I think about that a lot. <laughs> right. For sure. For sure. Um, what do you think are like some pitfalls, particularly as it pertains to producing like, um, or not producing, managing producers and songwriters? What do you think is the pitfalls that managers maybe earlier in their careers may fall into or mistakes that they may make when they're managing specifically producers and songwriters? Hmm. I think, um, you know, something that I do very intentionally is, is the way that I position and, and, and really the, I, like you said, the branding behind, behind, um, the, the, I mean the, my clients, but even just mm -hmm. in the, you know, the little blurb or the little bio that I send mm -hmm. about the client, it's, I, I change it. And I adjust it depending on mm. who I'm sending it to. So like, you know, I have a client named Spencer Stewart, who's an incredible producer and he really does it all. He can make a pop album. He can make a hip hop album. Like he, he, he works in all the, in all the ways. And I think, um, I think, you know, depending on who I'm pitching to, I, I, I adjust that. And so I think that's, that's something that's, that I've learned that really works. Um, I mean, you know, there's, there's, there's so many things I think throughout my journey that I've learned and, and it's not specific to being a manager or, or it's, it's any, you know, if you're in any, any job in this business, it's, it's really like holding yourself accountable and, and, and doing, and doing things without being scared of, of, of not succeeding or from, of, of failing, right. you know, I think, and, and welcoming that, welcoming that, like, uncomfortable feeling if, if, if it comes, you know, because it's just part of it. And, 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 you know, the, the truth is that we're not going to be able to satisfy everyone. It's not always going to be a yes. We it's, it's, it's right. business and some of it is personal and there's, there's a lot of different dynamics and relationships that, you know, that, that are part of it. And, and you just have to know that as long as you're doing it with, with the right intention and, and you're not, you know, you're, you're, you're doing it in, in, a, in like a ethical way. I, I right. think, and, and, and with the right intention, I think, I think, um, you'll be okay. But that, you know, those are all little things that you learn as you go. Mm -hmm. I love that right. fun journey. I'm sure plenty of ups and downs. Um, yeah. when it comes to the consulting work, can you talk a little bit about some of the other stuff you do beyond just management? Sure. Um, so I, so yeah, so I consult for, um, Atlantic UK, um, Atlantic records in the UK, um, Electra Records in the U.S. and um, uh, a management company based in London named uh, Giant Artist Management. They have two producers that go back and forth between the U.S. and London, and so I, I sort of look after them when they're out here. Um, the when I, you know, basically when I left my job at Primary Wave and, and decided that I'm I'm really going to go on my own, um, it was definitely a scary time and very scary to to not have this you know, consistent financial backing. Um, and, and was, were you starting that management company immediately or did you think it was going to go in consultancy first? Or like, what, what was the, what was the plan right after you decided to leave? It, I, 
I, I can't tell you that I had this exact plan figured <laughs> out. I, I, I didn't, I didn't have a business plan. I, you know, uh-huh. it, it, I, I really, I mean, you know, at the time I, I was managing Haley, um, I was managing her a little bit, you know, I think maybe, maybe six months before I left. And yeah. I had this itch for a change. I needed a change. I was there for four mm-hmm. years. I learned a lot. I had, I mean, I'm still very close with, with my boss at the time who's still my mentor. And, you know, and I felt, I, I knew I needed, I knew I wanted more. I wanted to accomplish more. I wanted to try new things. And when, and, and while I was, you know, I was doing some interviews and, you know, talking to people kind of, I, I, I deep inside, I was like, I always wanted to start my own thing. I always mm-hmm. wanted to have this crazy fire under my ass to, to like, I have to make this happen. Like, if mm-hmm. not, you know, so that type of, an, and, and I wanted that emotional investment, mm-hmm. you know, in, of, in my clients and into my business. And, and, and I, and I created a community of other independent managers and, 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 you know, people that have started their own journeys. And that was, you know, very inspiring to me. So I feel like I'm going into tangent here, but no, it's um, all good. <laughs> it's it's really funny you said that though, because our guests usually think that, but it's because they're not used to being the focus. So it's it's all good. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, you know, and and so when I um, so when when I you know I I I think I you know I thought I would I would start my management business, but I I know I mean how am I going to pay rent? You know, I was right. Just, so like I need to have some sort of consumer. unless you got a deal right yeah. now you can you can close right after you quit <laughs> that'll pay the rent. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I just, you know I I I had to I had to figure something out and I went to my friends and I was like how do you get a consultancy like how does that work? <laughs> it's it's and and I and people still come to me and because like, it's it's just totally not an obvious thing and it really is just about you know. I mean, being at the right place at the right time and and putting yourself out there and saying, Hey, like, this is what I'm doing now. I'm looking for this. These are my skill sets. Here's where I think I can add value. Um, and I, right, right after I, I left, I mean, I think about a month and a half later, I went to London and I spent some time in London and some time in Sweden and Norway. Mm, and, nice. Um, just like took meetings, just you know, conversational meetings, like, Hey, this is what I was doing. This is what I'm looking to do. And, and I, I found just through conversations, I found that there's such a need for someone for, for, for boots on the ground, as, as they call it in the U S for companies, for companies like Atlantic records who have so much going on in the States, like, you know, big records happening. Uh, Anne Marie is one of the artists. She just had this, this huge hit with marshmallow and, and, and there's so much happening and, and they have, you know, Rita Ora, rudimental, like all these artists Mm -hmm. that, that actively are, you know, creating music with us producers and writers and making these trips. And, but they didn't have anyone that was specifically and intentionally working on their, on their roster. So, and, and I, and I realized that with, with so with publishing companies in the UK, it's like they, you know, they have their teams in the U S but they're, these people in the U S are already so busy with their stuff, with their clients. So, so I think having a, someone that is just specifically for their roster. So really in like eyes and ears in the States was, was really valuable. So that's, that's where I sort of started. I, I started with Atlantic UK. I've been with them for an, almost two and a half years. What does um, that, what does that look like? Like when I, when I hear like A&R consultant, a part of me thinks like, yo, this artist is dope. You should check them out. But obviously there's more to, to A&R than that, but a consultancy also a consultant in my eyes also sounds like not someone who works necessarily full time. So what, so what's under like the scope of the things you do as a consultant? Yeah. So you're right. It is most 
when most people say I'm an A&R consultant, it means I'm, I'm scouting, you know, I'm, mm. I'm looking, I'm looking for artists and I'm bringing in artists, um, in, into the label that they don't know about. And really with me, it was, it was more like, you know, I, I sort of phrase it as like, I'm an in-house publisher for them. So I'm mm. this, I'm this, I'm this person who lives and breathes the writer producer community in the States. I have all the relationships across the writer producer, you know, community out here. I, um, I, and, and, and I know all the managers, I know all the A&Rs, the agents, the lawyers, like the relationships like are here. And so, um, so, you know, my role is first off finding available records for the roster, um, mm-hmm. you know, competitive hit records that, that are written in, in the room with writers, producers, and then, and then, you know, need to be cut by artists. We want to hear those first. We want to, we want right. to get those first. Um, secondly is whenever there's an artist that comes a UK artist that comes to the U S and, and, you know, we're setting up a writing trip and, and getting them. And we have like about a week and a half or maybe two weeks to go in and, 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 and make an album or make, you know, <laughs> make some songs. It's like, you want to, you want to get in the best rooms you want to get with the best writers, the best producers, and you want to know who works well with who. So right. let's say, you know, an artist wants to work with it, with producer a, like, what, who are the, who are the writers that, that that producer works well with? Like, what are the right combinations? And, and even beyond that, who are the, what are the right personality matches? Right. You know? So that's, that's a big part of it. And then, you know, and then just, just, just being their eyes and ears, like, you know, letting them know what, what new writers are bubbling up, like who, who, what, what producers are, are on the come up, like what, you know, like updating them on people's rosters, like Concord's roster. Like they just signed this and this, like you should know about this writer. Just, just really, I mean, in, in there, there's no, there's no like specific agenda. It's like, oh, they should know. Gotta be the plug. Yeah. Gotta be the plug. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, look, really want to thank you for, for virtually coming out again. Um, I think this will be an important episode for people. As like I said in the beginning, we haven't really uh, delved too deeply into songwriters and producers. And I think specifically songwriters and producers don't really know how to manage themselves because a lot of them do that themselves as soon as they start in their career. Um, so it'll be really great to, to get this episode to them and to give them an opportunity to, to hear what it's like to actually manage producers from somebody who's an actual manager and isn't themselves. So really appreciate it. Of course. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. All right. Well, it is Friday, even though this is going to come out on a Thursday, but I will say on air, have a good weekend. (laughs) Have a good weekend. Have a good one. Yo, man, that was a great episode. Really enjoyed hearing your perspective, especially with regards to what really, uh, what are some of the core factors of like great songwriting? What do you think, Jordan? Yeah, you know, I think we hit a lot of great things that are relevant to, to songwriters and producers in a way that they can come away from this, you know, with notes and with, with real guidance on what they're supposed to be doing when they manage themselves if they don't have a manager or if you are a manager managing songwriters and producers. You know, you and I came out to 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 to, to get that lesson across to our audience and I think we did that I think we did that super well and I'm super glad that she was able to actually take the time to come on because she's she's obviously doing a in, you know doing a lot of things, got her hands a lot of things and super grateful that you know she spent some time with us that's 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 the truth thank you Maytop. thank you all for tuning in and for listening really appreciate each and every one of you guys best of luck uh we'll, we'll be back soon cheers <laughs>